the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Ross, we're brought to you by the SGPN Bowl Challenge. $250 in cash and a $250 gift card. Up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, December 12th, currently 11.09 on the East Coast. Here to recap the NBA weekend and dig into the betting card for the Monday schedule in the association. And joining me, as usual, to help me break down the betting card, you guys know him as a superstar of the show, the villain. It's Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how you feeling, my man? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. It, huh. You know, in a season where a lot of things are not absolute, the Golden State Warriors beating the Boston Celtics is still absolute here. <laughs> and I'll just leave it at that. Is the curse broken for the week or for the NBA season? <laughs> uh, uh, curse, was- curse, purse, smurse, verse. <sighs> doesn't matter. Warriors in five. <laughs> I will say I think everybody and their moms were on the Boston Celtics on Saturday, including itself. Uh, not you, though. We know you know your strategy. Not you, though. Yeah, um, held, it, held it down. Come on. You can't get yeah. the Warriors as a home dog. Come on. Come <laughs> on. What, what are we doing here? Really? What are we doing here, guys? Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. The Golden State Warriors taking care of business on their home floor. On Saturday night, the first primetime uh, Saturday night game of the year on ABC. But, uh, yeah, it was a pretty comfortable win, we can say, for the Golden State Warriors in that game, Terrell. They get the job done on their home floor. I believe it was 120, yeah, 123-107. Uh, they win the game by 16 points as a either two-and-a-half or three-and-a-half-point home underdog were the Golden State mm-hmm. Warriors in that game. They are 14 and 13 overall on the season, but they have just been absolutely uh, demolishing opponents and winning games on their home floor in Chase Center. They are 12 and 2 now on their home floor, are the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Steph Curry doing Steph Curry things in that game, finished the game with 32 points. Uh, Clay Thompson had a big game as well. He uh, contributed 34 points for the Golden State Warriors and the Splash Brothers combined to go 10 of 22 from beyond the arc combined to go 26 of 47 from the floor overall combining for 66 of the 123 points put up by the golden state warriors but yeah not much else to say about that game terrell do you have anything else you want to mention uh man um toronto just doesn't like playing in florida they're tired of it they played in florida for two years and said we don't want to do this anymore uh, what else we throw out there? We had the Embiid 55-point game against Charlotte last night. Yeah, uh, John Wall still owns John Wall still owns the Wizards, and that's still his city. In case anybody was wondering, like, in case you know, in case you thought John Wall left and you know he didn't run DC anymore, John Wall came back and told everybody, "I still run this city." So he probably was at Rose Bar too. I, I highly doubt he went there, didn't pull up the Rose Bar. <laughs> What did you think of the two-game set between the Suns and the Pelicans this weekend? I know there was a lot of talk about in game one, Zion putting pretty much the exclamation point um, Mm -hmm. in a – maybe old heads probably say completely unnecessary 360 dunk, but what were your thoughts about that? I mean, you talk about the dunk was unnecessary, but who was it? Chris Paul that had the ball that drove for a layup right before, Mm -hmm. and they – get back on defense like get back on defense as cj said so this is becoming a nice little rivalry that's why i kind of like these sets where you get some of these back-to-back games especially when it's high intensity and i don't think anybody 
well, at least not everybody, sat there and said they were going to be one and two fighting for the one seed in those two game sets. So that just added to the fire. Plus, they got kicked out the playoffs. So I like when the NBA starts his rivalries and rivalries start kicking back up in the NBA. And this looks like a fun one that's going to be here for a while. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see the Suns at full strength go mm-hmm. at the Pelicans and see how that happens. Like the Suns are a little bit beat up. They don't have Cam Johnson. Devin Booker didn't play in one of those games. Yeah. Uh, Chris Paul was just come back from injury in the first game. So I think it was the first game. So, yeah, um, yeah no, no. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see where it happens. Unfortunately, this series is going to be over by Christmas. So we're going to have to look and wait till a playoff run to potentially see this again. Yeah, you say the same thing about Pelicans not being at full full strength either because they didn't have they haven't had Brandon Ingram for almost I think close to a month now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I, like you mentioned, Chris Paul. I think this was that was his second game back overall. I think he came back in that Boston game. Um, it was that Friday night game, I believe. But uh, yeah, uh, Pelicans get both of the victories against the Suns over the weekend. Like Terrell mentioned, Devin Booker did not play in that second game dealing with a hamstring issue, but. Look, the Suns stayed competitive in that game. They forced overtime, uh, but unfortunately fell a little short last night uh, in New Orleans. 129-124 victory for the New Orleans Pelicans, who are now sitting as the number one seed in the Western Conference with a record of 18-8. and eight. So if you're a Pelicans fan, it's definitely a lot of excitement. I know we all were all high on this team coming into this year, and, and uh, again, they, mm-hmm. look, uh, they look very good on a seven-game winning streak right now. Uh, Toronto, anything else, my man? No, no. I'm good. All right. Uh, let's get into the schedule on Monday here. Uh, let's start it off with the first game on the board, and that is going to be – let's go over to – let's go to Indiana. Indiana Pacers hosting the Miami Heat. It's going to be a 7 o'clock Eastern start in this game. Uh, looking at the opening lines for this game. Currently seeing the Miami Heat open up as a two-point road favorite. Uh, they are now up to minus three and a half. Currently over on win bet. Do see some minus threes out there as well. Total sitting at 228 in this game. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams. Uh, let's start with the road team here. Uh, the Miami Heat. Always an adventure going through their injury report. Um, but let's see here. Jimmy Butler is probable here tonight. Same thing with Tyler Hero, probable. Victor Oladipo, Duncan Robinson, and Max Struess, all probable. Guys that are officially ruled out are going to be Nikola Jovic, uh, Drew Smith, and uh, Gabe Vincent are also all going to be out for this game. <coughs> Excuse me. For the Indiana Pacers, uh, Chris Duarte is out, and we have questionable tags for Kendall Brown. And uh, let's see, that is pretty much it. Terrell, we've talked a lot about this Miami Heat team this season, and they just haven't looked like the Miami Heat team that we have grown to see throughout uh, the past couple of years. Against spread, not very good. They're 8, 18, and 1, 5, and 7 on the road. They're 4 and 4 as a road dog. They're just 1 and 3 as a road favorite, as they are here tonight against the Indiana Pacers. Pacers, on the other hand, pretty good team against the spread so far this season. 15 and 12. They're 8 and 5 against the spread at home. Four and two as home underdogs uh, this season. Are you staying with the rule of hey, if Miami's favorite on the road, I'm going to continue to fade them, or do you think the spot for my you want to back Miami? I mean, I, there's no reason why I wouldn't fade them in this spot. Like, yeah, you said it. One in three as a road favorite. Let's just take that out of it as a favorite overall, including at home, four thirteen and one against the spread over the course of this season. That's absolutely dreadful and terrible, and they should be ashamed of themselves and really go home at night and look at their family and say, "Wow, what am I doing that we cannot cover as a favorite?" And what should be what we're trying to make a bounce back year for us? Like they're absolutely not getting it done, and so. I'm sitting here. You have this Indiana team who got beat by the Nets C squad over the course of the weekend. And, you know, if you caught on to some of the, some of us around here, you were on the Nets in that play and you were on a couple of players in the Nets because they had the experience like those guys have been playing games since last year, Tether. So unfortunately, I'm not I'm not backing the heat in this spot i'm not taking the heat as a favorite they didn't even cover as a favorite the matter of fact they lost outright to the spurs who are tanking 
Lost outright at home to a team who is tanking. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Indiana's playing. after Even though they lost, even though Indiana lost to the Nets, they're still playing really good ball. They're finding different ways to score the basketball. I think Indiana's going to get out here, be able to pull out with a lead. And I'm not certain that the Miami Heat have what it takes to be able to match their scoring shot for shot on the road. Give me Indiana plus three. And sprinkle on that money line. I think if you like uh, Miami in this game, I would probably look at them early because Indiana just has not been very good in the first quarters of games. Um, but this is a team that doesn't give up either. They they make their runs in the second quarter, in the second quarter, try to keep it close at, in the second half, and they all or sorry in the second quarter, and then after the halftime, um, they they do make a run and they keep it competitive and they try to keep it within the number. Miami Heat have lost four of the last five games. Uh, like we talked about, and like Terrell just mentioned, they just lost to the San Antonio Spurs, who are tanking. Uh, they lost in the Memphis Grizzlies. Tanking. By eight. Tanking. Was, yeah. No, no. I don't like <laughs> understand. Tanking. Like, not just tanking. They are tanking. Like, the Spurs are doing everything humanly possible to make sure that they have a shot at either Scoot Henderson or, of course, we already know, Victor Wembiana. Like, yeah. This is who you lost to at home. This, this team. And guess what? Guess what? Guess guess what? This is this is the best part. This is the absolute best part of all of that. Their leading scorer wasn't even playing. Devisau didn't play in that game. No, he didn't. He didn't play. <laughs> he didn't play. He didn't play. Miami think, Heat yeah. lost. Miami Heat lost to the Spurs, and their best player didn't play. They also lost to the Memphis squad that didn't have anybody playing in that game either, right? I think John Morant sat in that game. Um, let me see here. It's yeah, I mean, it's just a concern. Look, it, it's just what it is right now. The best thing uh, that could the best thing that could happen for me and the Miami Heat for the rest of the season is for them to come into Indiana today, get blown the fuck out, and then we get them as a dog in basically every other game. That's all I'm waiting yeah. for. That's all I'm waiting yeah. for. Because they're giving uh, too much respect. It's too much respect for the Heat team right now. They are not playing good basketball. Yeah, I mean, you're right, man. Look, they are, let's see, on the road so far this season. Three and nine on the road. Um, let's get to the total here, Terrell. Uh, any thoughts on it at 228? <laughs> Three and nine on the road. Nine and six at home. Like, you're not you're not even winning the home games. All right, my fault. What did what, you say? <laughs> total. 228. Uh, 228. Uh, I kind of want to leave an old. Like, I don't know how I'm, how I'm going to take a – I can't take an under with Indiana. No, you can't. I, I just they, – they gave up. So, again, for the people that don't catch us over the weekend, Twitter is probably the best place to find us and, you know, ask questions. We might be talking – and somebody asked me about that team total and what I, what I was set it at. And I said, well, with everybody out, and, you know, I know they're going to set it low, but mm-hmm. these, these guys have played before. They're still NBA players, and the Pacers are so damn bad on defense that I was like, all right, well, uh, I, if it's under 110, I think they'll get to 110, and, you know, you could cash a team total like that. They got to in the 130s. <laughs> to the net C team in the one thirties, I have to, I have to take an over. Yeah, uh, this team, Indiana, plays at a top five uh, pace in the league. They are number five. They also shoot the three ball very well as well. And my, that's an area that Miami does struggle in. They are. Let's see here. I just had it on my stats page. Uh, Miami allows thirteen point four makes per game from beyond the arc, which ranks number twenty eight. Indiana. Makes close to 15 per game, so mm-hmm. that ranks number three in the entire league. And they also get up – both of these teams actually get up the attempts as well. So we might see the three ball flying in this game here tonight between the Pacers and the Miami Heat. Uh, any player props you're looking at in this game, Terrell? Uh, I I think I'm – I mean, I, this Heat team has been really bad, especially from three. I, I'm just going to keep playing highly assist. Like yes. he's, he's clearing the number. It doesn't matter. They can set it at 12. He gets 14. Like he clears the number no matter where they set it at. And I think this is a game where that heat defense has not been there this season. I expect for, you know, Pacers to be able to get a couple of open jump shots. So yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and keep back in Holly's assist. 
Yeah, I know you and I talked about this a lot last season. The Miami Heat defense against that point guard position last year was one of the best, if not the best in yeah. the entire league. That's not the case this it's year. So Kyle Lowry. Kyle yeah. Lowry just is not playing like himself. And yeah. Of course, like over time, that's going to happen. And I think we saw it in the playoffs that his play started to deteriorate as the season went on. And now it doesn't look like he's been able to catch that win right back. So uh, that's one of the big things, Kyle Lowry, and what he was able to do on the defensive end was one of the things that really helped him dominate the point guard position last year. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else for this game? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Next game on the schedule. Let's go over to the nation's capital with the Wizards welcoming uh, Kevin Durant back home with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, it's going to be another 7 o'clock Eastern start for this game. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, this number opened up at minus 6 in favor of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, that number has pretty much stayed the course. That has actually come down on win bet at minus 5.5 uh, for the Brooklyn Nets on the road here. Total is at 227 in this game. Uh, looking at the injury report for the Brooklyn Nets, Nets I'm sorry. Uh, Nick Claxton is questionable here tonight for the Nets. Uh, Royce O'Neal is also out tonight for personal reasons. So two starters may be out. Well, one is out for sure. Well, keep an eye on Nick's, Nick Claxton. Washington Wizards, Bradley Beal is out here tonight. He's dealing with a right hamstring injury. Rui Ashimura is also out tonight with a right ankle soreness. And Monte Morris Starting point guards also questionable tonight with the left growing soreness. I think these two teams just recently had matched up. Uh, let's see here. Um, actually, it was uh, back on November 30th, uh, where Brooklyn did get that victory, 113-107. Uh, now Washington has their reeling a little bit here, Terrell. They've lost... I want to say, what, nine out of their last ten games, and defensively they have not been very good. Uh, but now they welcome Brooklyn Nets here team to town who are favored by five and a half over on win bet. What are you thinking about this game? I think I lost Terrell. Um, I'll give you some stats here. Maybe we can get Terrell reconnected here. Um, I'll start with the Brooklyn Nets here. They're 12-15-1 overall against the spread, 7-6. and six. Against the spread uh, on the road so far this year, and as a road favorite so far this year, the Brooklyn Nets are two and three. Like I mentioned, these two teams did match up in Washington earlier this season, where the Brooklyn Nets did get that victory against the uh, Washington Wizards. Trying to pull up the game log for that game. Um, let's see here. Um, <laughs> give me a second here. All right, here we go. Um, yeah, so that game, Brooklyn got out to a lead early in that first half. They were up by four points at halftime. But Brooklyn's been one of those teams that they get out to leads early in the first half. And I know Scott has talked about this at volumes on the NBA pod as well, that they're a great team in the first half and they just – they led teams back in that second half. So I think this might be one of those cases again where I like Brooklyn early. I want to get in and get out with my money and probably take a look at the first half for the Brooklyn Nets in this game. But going back to that game on November 30th, Kevin Durant just absolutely went off in that game. He scored uh, 39 points in that game, 11, sorry, 13 of 20 from the floor. He was uh, 11 of 11 from the free throw line. Kyrie Irving also chipped in with 27 points in that game. He was 9 of 21 from the floor, 2 of 6 from three-point land. And KP, Christophe Porzingis, also had a big game for the Washington Wizards in that game. They had three different guys, three different starters in that game that scored 25 or more points between Bradley Beal, Porzingis, and Kyle Kuzma. But Porzingis, uh, 27 points, 19 rebounds in that game for the Washington Wizards. So, I want to get my money early. I want to get my money often in this game. Um, I will take a look at the Nets early uh, in this matchup between these two squads. I'm trying to pull up the first half numbers uh, for the Brooklyn Nets here. Let's see here. I have that number in front of me. Um, first half spread numbers for the Brooklyn Nets over the last 10 games or we'll start with the full season Brooklyn they are 12 and 15 against the spread uh in the first half but over their last 10 games 
uh, on the road so far this year. They are three six and one, but I'm not sure if I can trust this Wizards team right now. They are two seven and one against the spread um, in their last ten games as well. Sorry, three six and one uh, over their last ten games in the first half, and them being down two starters in this game. We know that um, Monte Morris is officially questionable here tonight, but I think this is a spot where I do like the Brooklyn Nets. I do probably have the rest advantage because, like we mentioned, they didn't play a lot of their starters in that game against the Indiana Pacers, but still got the outright victory in that game. But Terrell, just talking about the Wizards and the Nets Mm -hmm. back as we get Terrell back here. What are you thinking about this game? Uh, Yeah, I, I don't know if I can back the Nets in this spot. Um, I was saying I like the Nets early because they always find ways to let the uh, their opponents back in the game in the second half. What do you have in this? Uh, what do you have on on the injury report? Uh, so injury report uh, for the Nets: Royce O'Neal is officially out for this game, and then Nick Claxton is questionable. And then for the Wizards, Bradley Beal is out, Riachamora is out, and then Monte Morris is questionable. So it's like they have to rely on KP and um, Kyle Kuzma in this game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, the Nets really should be able. The, the Wizards have been bad. They've lost how many in a row? Five? Nine out of the last ten, I believe. <sighs> Let's see. Six is just ah. Uh, six is six is good. It's two percent. Oh. I just think that Brooklyn's playing better ball right now. And, of course, there's many reasons why the Wizards' season is kind of going up in flames right now and injuries are not helping them out at all. But I just don't think that they have they have enough. If they're going to make this close, they're going to have to dominate on the boards. And I think that's probably how I probably play it. A Kyle Kuzma or a Porzingis, more likely Kuzma rebounding prop or something like that. But... In terms of scoring, I don't know. I think the Nets can really get in here and like blow this game out. Uh, I, I would, I would rather wait and get a live number on the Nets. I like what you, how you said it. Play them early. I would wait and get a live number on the Wizards. I mean, get a live number on the Wizards and probably catch them catching a lot of points or a really high money line, or even um, if the Wizards get out fast, catch the Nets you know, in a smaller mm-hmm. number and get them yeah. maybe down to one possession. And I play it like that. So lie betting is more for me in this game, but I will play the Nets early like you are. And I will hope that they don't blow it and take the Nets minus six. Yeah. This is already the third matchup between these two teams uh, this season. Brooklyn has won both of those games. Like I mentioned on November 30th, they won that game by seven. Mm-hmm. They also blew them out uh, back on November 4th, 128-86 uh, to the Brooklyn Nets win that game. Like your uh, um, your angle on Porzingis, because in both of the games so far this season against the Brooklyn Nets, he's posted a double-double. That number's at minus 120 right now for him to get a double-double here tonight. So okay. um, I like that angle as far as, as, far as player props. Um are we looking at Kevin Durant points here being back in Washington? Or is that a narrative kind of overblown? No, I think Kevin Durant points is a play to play every night. Like, yeah, I, I, he's he's just been really, really good down, you know, going to play in these stretches of games and where he's able to just drop 25, 30 plus points easily. So, yeah, Kevin Durant points is always a live play, I think. Yeah, he had 28 in that first matchup this season against the Wizards in Washington, and then he had 39 in the last matchup um, back on November 30th at Barclays Center. Um, And then again, over the last five games, he's averaging 30 points per game. Currently seeing his points uh, listed at 28 and a half. Mm -hmm. He's gone over this number in four of the last five games for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Anything else for this game, Terrell? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's keep it moving here. Next game on the schedule, it's going to be the... Uh, Atlanta Hawks headed to Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. 8 o'clock Eastern start in this game. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, this line opened up minus 7 in favor of the Me- Memphis Grizzlies. That number has been bet up to minus 8. Uh, total opened up at 229. That number is at 228 over on WinBet. Starting to see some 227.5 pop up as well. Looking at the injury report, not yet one submitted for the Atlanta Hawks. They were in that overtime game last night against the Chicago Bulls. 
mm-hmm. uh, where they did get the victory there for the Memphis Grizzlies. Steven Adams is questionable here tonight. Desmond Bain continues to be out as well as Danny Green. John Moran is also questionable here tonight for the Memphis Grizzlies with a right thigh soreness. Um, Terrell, we talked a lot about this Memphis Grizzlies team, especially at home this season and last season, where there's just an absolute uh, covering machine. Overall on the season, they're 12, 12, 12 and 2 against the spread. But at home this season, 9, 3 and 1 against the spread. They are mm-hmm. seven, three, and one as a home favorite so far this season. Um, and there's just something about this Memphis team at home. We've talked a lot about this. You're backing them here with this point spread of minus eight right now. Yes. Yes, I love the minus eight. And it's really a lot that I had for that same handicap as for the Hawks Nets on what was that Friday? However, mm-hmm. Now we have a team that I trust not to blow this in the end because I think that was like the first time in a really long time that the Hawks actually covered as a dog without getting the outright win. Like normally if they lost, they lost by the margin. So it was like, well, if you're playing the Hawks as a dog, if you're playing against the Hawks as a dog, you just might as well take the spread rather than the money line because they always don't cover the spread. But they finally did that against the Nets. I think this is a good spot on the road. Uh, well, at home for Memphis to be able to get right against this Hawks team. Everything the Hawks somewhat do right on offense, Memphis can counteract defensively. They've been really, really good as a defense. They're uh, 12th in points per game, 11th in rebounds. They are uh, 5th in field goal percentage. So I think that 6th um, in blocks, you know, that Triple J can go down there and really be able to disrupt things in the paint. And I think that's going to affect – a Trey Young in this game. That's going to affect a lot of the slashers and the drivers in this game. And you're going to be depending on Atlanta as a team to hit jump shots. And we know, and how many times have I come up here and said it, that that is not where you want to depend on this Atlanta squad. Like you do not want to play them when they're forcing you to take a lot of jump shots because unfortunately they don't have the shooters on that team to match it. They have scorers on the team. Scorers on the team are really good. They don't have the shooters to just match up and shoot anywhere, shoot the lights out anywhere on the court. So yeah, I like the Grizzlies here. I'm not afraid of the large number. They're used to covering the number. They are, uh, as you were saying, the stats earlier, nine, three, and one on this season at home. Mm-hmm. I'm back in Memphis here. Give me Memphis minus what is this eight and a half? Uh, I see an eight over on one bet right now. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I think this is you're right that this is going to be a battle in the trenches down in the paint. Memphis is number one in the entire league as far as points being uh, sorry points being scored inside the paint, where the Atlanta Hawks ranked number 26 out of 30 teams in defending the paint uh, so far this season, where. Atlanta is top 10 in points scored inside the paint, but the Memphis Grizzlies defending the paint are top 10, where they rank number seven. Memphis can also knock down the three-point shot as well, right? They're number 15 uh, as far as team percentage. Um, Atlanta does only allow 34%, which ranks number three. But again, I think this is just going to be a game where Memphis can get to the basket and get easy baskets and kind of create separation that way as well, especially Atlanta coming off of the overtime game last night. Against the uh, Chicago Bulls, I like fading those teams that are coming off of those, um, you know, back to or are on a back to back coming off an overtime game. So, I might see some dead legs here for the uh, Atlanta Hawks. So, I will go, I'm there with you uh, with Memphis. The numbers are just too overwhelming uh, mm-hmm. for them at home uh, so far this season. Talk on the total here, Terrell. That's currently sitting at 228. Yeah, 228. Um, I will go ahead and don't, see. I don't think Atlanta does their part of the scoring today. I'll probably look at a Memphis team total if you like an over in this game. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you if I like an over, I have to play Memphis. But I don't. I don't think Atlanta does their part of scoring. I think that this is a game where Atlanta just goes completely cold, and they might be sitting at around ninety points in this one. Uh, I would take give give me Atlanta's team total under. Okay. Well, no, I, I'd rather play the full game. Give me the full game. I'll, I'll take my chances with Memphis, and I'll take the full game two under two twenty eight. Uh, sorry, Atlanta on back to backs are two and one to the under. Again, very small sample, but uh, two and one to the under in back to back situations. Like you mentioned, they are down several key guys. John Collins, mm-hmm. um, Dejounte Murray are are all out for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, anything else? For, uh, any player props, Terrell? Before we move on. 
Yeah, Aaron's asking in the chat, unders on Young. And, yeah, I mean, if, if you want to play a Trey Young under, I'm not mad at you in this spot. Uh, I'm not I'm not really used to playing stars and their unders like that, but he he's not shooting the ball well. He's going to be looking to get inside, and when you're looking at Triple J in the paint, it's going to be really, really hard to get past him. He's going to make it difficult for them, especially just the bodies that they can throw at Trey Young and trying to keep him off guard. So, uh if he scores, a lot of it is going to be floaters. Yeah. I'd maybe look at his assist if you wanted to go with an overprop uh, for him. Um, I know them getting Bigdonovich back as a shooter has been really big. Um, but, yeah, I think the assist over. I know it's not out yet because they don't have their injury report out yet, but I would probably look at Trey Young on an assist over uh, for this game. All right, before we keep it moving here, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor and where you can get down on these Player props, that's over gonna be that's gonna be over at WinBet. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. And if you're looking to get involved in the same game parlay, WinBet is your home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer something to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years older and present in a state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we're also back with Underdog Fantasy. And if you haven't already signed up with Underdog, you can still get a 100% deposit match of up to $100 when you use the promo code SGPN. Just go to underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit match. And Underdog is great for their weekly battle royal format as well as getting an early start with their playoff best ball drafts underdogfantasy.com and make sure to use promo code sgpn for that 100 deposit match of up to 100 all right Terrell. four more games on the schedule here let's go to uh dallas where they welcome the oklahoma city thunder to town it's going to be an 8 30 eastern start in this game and looking at the opening line for this game uh dallas opened up as a seven and a half point Home favorite here. That number has been bet up to minus eight over on win bet. Total open up at 228. That number is up to 229 over on win bet. Looking at the injury reports for both of these teams. Start with the road team here, the OKC Thunder. Uh, the usual suspects are on the list uh, on the injury report. I'm sorry. And Kenrich Williams, who is also dealing with a right knee sprain, is on the injury report for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Luca is probable here tonight. He has a right quadricep right quadricep strain davis Bertans questionable here tonight with a non-covid related illness josh green is going to be out for this game for the dallas mavericks he has a right elbow sprain and maxi kleba is also questionable here tonight with right foot soreness dallas coming off of back-to-back losses they dropped a tough one on their home floor uh, a couple nights ago, it was against the Milwaukee Bucks, 104 mm-hmm. to 10. Sorry, 106, 105. I believe was the final score. Yep. And then the following night, just got absolutely drubbed uh, by the Chicago Bulls in a game where pretty much everybody was sitting for that Dallas Mavericks team. Uh, they got beat 144, 115 in that game. But now they are back on their home floor, hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder here as an eight-point home favorite here, Terrell. Yep. What are you thinking about this game? I mean, come on, guys. Come on, guys. Come on. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> what, what are we doing here? <laughs> we have OKC as a eight-and-a-half-point road dog in this spot. We have the Dallas Mavericks as an eight-and-a-half-point home favorite in this spot. Mindful. Dallas is 9-16-1 against the spread this season. Mindful. Dallas is 5-8-1 at home against the spread this season. Mindful that Dallas is 6-13-1 as a favorite against the spread this season. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? 
Like, and you know what? What's crazy is that you can tell they just don't like covering because they are 10 and four straight up at home and they're 12 and eight at home as a favorite on the money line. They don't care about covering. They don't care. They're just trying to get in there and get the win and move on. So you're telling me you're about to give me almost 10, 10 with this OKC squad against this Dallas defense that what do they do anything right? I guess you could sit here and say that they hold you to points, but it's because they run such a slow pace that you don't have many possessions. But they're 26 in field goal percentage. They're 26 in three-point percentage. They can't guard, they can't guard the two. They can rebound a little bit. They don't block shots. They're 19th in, in blocks. Like, I think that OKC is gonna get here. You're gonna have Shea, you're gonna have Trey Mann. Uh, even Josh Gay, sprinkle Josh Giddy in there a little bit. I think this backcourt is going to be able to get to the rim and get a lot of easy buckets against this Dallas squad. And Dallas is going to be doing the same thing that they always do, where Luke is going to have to go out there, play iso ball. They're going to hope that somebody doesn't rotate over in time and they get a lot of open shots from three. That, uh, OKC has won each of the last two matchups in Dallas against this team. Um, this was last season. Sorry, they last season, the last game, OKC went in there, won 120 to 114. And they did match up earlier this season, Terrell. On Saturday, back on October 29th, OKC got that victory, 117, 111, in a game where Shea had 38 points, six rebounds, nine assists for mm-hmm. the OKC Thunder. And that was a game I believe they didn't have Josh Giddy. So yeah. now you have Josh Giddy on the floor in this game. Luca did drop a triple double in that game, 31, 16, and 10. Didn't have a great shooting night here, but look, the data is just overwhelming here for uh, OKC. And they we talked about it, and you've talked about this at volumes that they've just been a covering machine. Yes. Actually on the road. And, right? and and the times that they don't cover, you understand why they don't cover. Last two games they didn't cover. They played Cleveland, they played Memphis. What do those two teams have in common? Jared Allen and Triple J. You are not going to get on the inside in both of those teams. You are not getting easy points at the rim for both of those teams. That's what OKC thrives at. So now you have freaking Dallas here. And so you're telling me what? Dwight Powell? Messi Cleaver? Uh, oh, maybe Christian Wood. Maybe Christian Wood. Christian yeah. Wood? Like, psh, come on now. Come on now. They're, they're going to feast at the rim this game. They're going to have so many points in the paint. I'm, I'm with OKC here. OKC number four. Uh, inside the paint so far this season as far as scoring points, 56.1. Talked about the other team uh, earlier, Memphis, who's number one. But, yeah, OKC, they get to the rim. They finish around the basket. When you have guys like SGA, Josh Giddy, that can finish around the basket. So, yeah, not a lot of rim protection for this team. I know they brought in JaVale McGee for whatever reason. But yeah, they're I guess not even using them. Yeah, they're not using them. I mean, he can't, he can't stay on the court, but, like, they're yeah. not even using them. The only thing, if you like Dallas – because I love to give people both sides of it. If you like Dallas, the only thing that I really think you have going for you is the fact that there's some reverse line movement on this game. And that mm-hmm. money is coming in on OKC, but it looks like the Sharps are still backing Dallas in this spot. I can't back the spark. I, I, can't, I can't do it. I can't take Dallas. But if you want some good or something good about Dallas, that is it. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, thoughts on the total here sitting at 229, Terrell? Uh, I hate playing totals like this with like two teams that are kind of on two different spot sides of the spectrum. Uh, even though Dallas is going to try to slow the pace down in this game, I do mm-hmm. think that they're going to be effective in what they do on the offensive end. I just think that OKC is going to be able to score points and keep up with them as well. So, uh, normally, I wouldn't play an under with Dallas, but this one just kind of feels like a better spot. I'll take over 228.5 and, and just say that even though they're slowing the game down, Dallas is going to be really efficient from the field, and OKC is going to be efficient as well. We're just going to see a bunch of points. Definitely a clash of uh, pace here. OKC number one as far as possessions per game and pace. Dallas dead last number 30. So I think yeah. we'll see who did dictates the pace here in this game here tonight between these two teams. Player props we're looking at in this game, Terrell? Uh, yeah, I mean, come on now. How do we – I'm not going against Shea. I'm not going against Shea. Like, Can't I'm, do I'm not playing against SGA. Come on. Play. Give me an SGA prop. Uh, 
OKC still gives up like a lot of, you know, rebounding and offensive rebounding. So I, I would play Luca still and Luca's rebounds. I think yeah. that's a pretty good spot. He's he's the best rebounder on the team. And unfortunately, I would like to feel co- more comfortable. Maybe I would play Christian Wood coming off the bench and for him to be able to rack up some rebounds and probably get a shorter number with him. But uh, those are only two because OKC does give up a lot of rebounding and offensive rebounding to those squad. Christian Wood, um, in the early match of the season, only he played 29 minutes, finished up with 11 points and seven rebounds. But I think Luca is the one I was really targeting. I think it was his assist. Yeah, I think I he had at. like I think he had like 16 or something. It was double digits. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's had double digit assists in four straight games um, against the Thunder, and he had 16 rebounds in his last game against the uh, yeah, I know Thunder. Yeah. Maybe look at points and rebounds combined. Of uh, sorry, uh, rebounds and assists combined here for Luca here tonight. Possibility mm-hmm. that he could probably drop another triple double because he's dropped two and out of two triple doubles in two out of the last three games, and he fell one rebound short in a prior matchup last season where it could have been three out of the last four matchups where he's dropped a triple double. So mm-hmm. um, that might be one to look at. Uh, are we back on the Tim Hardaway Jr. three point shots here tonight? Uh, yeah. It's at two and a half at minus one seventy five, but I probably want to buy that up to three and a half. Okay, so he's pretty decent against the three, but I think he's just he's he's somebody that's been able to create his own shot and be able to eat off of the Luca ISO ball kick out for three rave as well. So yeah, I mean he's been cashing it. He's been an auto play at this point. Yeah, he's only made two of the, in the last two games each, but that was against Milwaukee and Chicago. Uh, but he's definitely getting the attempts up, I'll say that much. Over the last five yep. games, he's averaging 9.4 attempts per game. So the attempts are going to be there. It's just a matter of him knocking them down here uh, tonight against the Thunder. Throw anything else for this game? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's keep it rolling here to the next game. On the schedule, it's going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers heading to San Antonio to take on the San Antonio Spurs. 8.30 Eastern start in this game. Uh, this line opened up at minus five and a half for the Cleveland Cavaliers. That number has now been bet up to minus seven and a half uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Total opened up at 223 and a half. That number has been bet down all the way to 219 uh, in this game between these two teams. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, to start here with the uh, road team. Uh, Kevin Love is questionable here tonight with low back soreness. Donovan Mitchell also is on the injury report. Uh, lower leg soreness is the official classification. Um, and then for the San Antonio Spurs, everybody is a go except for Yaga Pirtle. He's out with a right knee bone bruise. And uh, Jeremy Sohan is also, oh, sorry, also questionable here tonight with a right knee, right quad contusion. I'm sorry. So Devin Vassell. Kelvin Johnson, both will be going in this game for the San Antonio Spurs. But Terrell, let's start with the side here. Currently seeing it at minus seven and a half over on win bet. What are you thinking about this game? Yeah. Uh, huh. This one is tough because we have the Spurs, again, who are tanking, tanking this season away. However, you also have Cleveland, who is – not that good on the road this season. Four, what is that? Four and eight, four, eight and one on the road this season, ATS. And then they also um, are really bad in the fourth quarter, like the point differential. And, you know, their fourth quarter scoring is way down. They're all the way down to like 26 in the NBA in fourth quarter scoring. And I don't know. I don't know. Can you fade Cleveland in the. I, Even look, if Cleveland gets out early, do they really let like San Antonio? San Antonio calls the dogs off. If Cleveland gets up early, they're going to call the dogs off er- quick, and then that fourth quarter scoring really not going to matter. I think they already have to call the dogs off before the game even started because San Antonio's already they won two games in a row here now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's that's no good. That that's no good. We got to what? Oh yeah, man. Oh, okay. All right. Let's go ahead and yeah. Cleveland minus seven. Ew, that's disgusting. But the Spurs won two in a row. Yeah, they won two in a row, man. I don't think we can back them when they won two games in a row. Last time, look, last time they won two in a row was against Chicago and Minnesota. And then that next game on their home floor against the Toronto Raptors got blown out 143 to 100. 
all right, we can't take the Cavs. We, we can't take the Spurs. <laughs> we can't take the Spurs, man. We got to take the Cavs in this spot. It just close our eyes. It's ugly. It's a bad spot that we don't like the Cavs are in. But this Spurs team is so bad, and they're they're about to slow things back down. All right, I'm with you. I'm I'm going with the Cavs minus seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think the difference here tonight is going to be that. Uh, the points out of the pain, right? We talked about that with Memphis. We talked about that with OKC is that San Antonio does rank number nine as far as points scored inside the paint. But I think they're going to have a hard time here now going up against Cleveland front court that has Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, which ranks mm-hmm. number two as far as defending the paint. <clears throat> and San Antonio also, they, they don't shoot the three. Oh, they shoot three ball pretty well, uh, but they they also give up. 40% to the opposition. And if Donovan Mitchell is able to go here tonight, I know Darius Garland can knock it down. They have some shooters on this team, but mm-hmm. um, I think that might just be the difference here tonight where San Antonio is going to have a hard time scoring the basketball inside the paint where you have to go up against Jared Allen and uh, Evan Mobley in this game. So I'm going to go with Cleveland here. You're right. It's ugly. It's a big road favorite here, but San Antonio, they won two in a row. Hey, they're probably like, hey, 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 we need to pump the brakes here a little bit, and we're, we're trying to get that number mm-hmm. one pick that we talked about. So uh, Cleveland, for me, I also like the under in this game. Again, like I mentioned, I think San Antonio is going to struggle scoring the basketball. Cleveland has been an under team so far this season as well, where they are, uh, let's see here, 17 and 10 to the under, 8 and 5 to the under on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm on the under and Cleveland here. All right. Um Thoughts on the total, and then we'll get into some player props that we like. Oh well, I'm I'm playing under because okay. if if the Cavs, I can see the Cavs having a good spot in this game by just locking down on the Spurs defensively and not being yeah. able to do anything and just kind of pulling away from this game. So yeah, I like the under in this one. And uh, is Devin Vassell back in this one, Dino? Yeah, he is. He's not on the injury report. Uh, Vassell and Keldon Johnson are both playing tonight. Well, you know, I'm back on my guy Vassell points. It, it's it's been good to me thus far. He's a shooter. He's able to shoot outside the paint and be able to do a lot of scoring outside the paint, not not just inside the paint. So, yep, I will be on Devin Vassell again today. All right, uh, Billy Baller to asking teaser for the Cavs. Uh, I yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. I, I don't really play teasers in the NBA too yeah. much, but uh, yeah, this is a spot where if you want to buy the Cavs down just to kind of feel a little bit better about the bet, maybe uh, throw them in a money line parlay with another big favorite or another team, maybe yeah. uh. Was that like a Brooklyn or Memphis? Yeah, if you want to throw them like a money line parlay like that, get you closer to even money, then yeah, f- absolutely. I like plays like that for the Caps today. Yep. All right, Troy, anything else for this game? Uh, no, no, I'm good. All right, let's keep it moving here. Two games left on the schedule here. Let's go to Portland, where they are going to be playing the second game of a home and home here uh, mm-hmm. for these two teams, Minnesota and Portland, 10 o'clock Eastern start. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, the Portland Trail Blazers open up as a minus five point favorite. That number has actually been bet down to minus four. Total open up at 232. Uh, that number has been also bet down to 230 and a half in this game. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Minnesota Timberwolves, Jordan McLaughlin is doubtful for tonight, left calf strain. Uh, we know about Cat and Torian Prince. We also know he's going to be out with a right shoulder injury. For the Blazers in this game, Josh Hart is probable. Justice Winslow is probable. And Drew Eubanks is also probable. The usual suspects of Gary Payne II, Nasir Little, and Greg Brown III are all out here tonight for the Portland mm-hmm. Trail Blazers. Uh, like we mentioned, these two teams did match up on Saturday night. Uh, in that game, Portland did get the victory 124 118. Um, pretty exciting game if you did watch this. Uh, a lot of back and forth, but Anthony Edwards finished up with 26 points in that game. Uh, Damian Lillard finished up with 36 in that game. Um, and I think the three point shots were really flying in this game as well. Um, especially for I think Brooklyn. Sorry for uh, Portland here. Trying to pull up the numbers. Oh, they were 13, 13 yeah. for 34, 38.2 percent from three. Yeah. That's, I mean, uh, that's just kind of getting into what I was saying for what I was yeah. going to say for this game. You got Go two teams, and well, I mean, th- that kind of gave up uh, what I was going to say. But Team A shot fifty four percent from the field, forty three point five percent from three. Uh, had had led the turnover 
well, was short in the turnover battle, 13 as opposed to 16 for the other team, 11 steals in this game for Team A compared to four steals for Team B. Team B shot a worse percentage from the field, shot a worse percentage from three. However, Team B still won the game in Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Everything went right for Minnesota, and they didn't, win, and they didn't get the win. They were – they on paper – they were the better team, but they just couldn't – they couldn't get over the runs. Like, they let them go on too many runs to get back in the game. There was one point where you were in the third quarter, and Minnesota goes up by 10, 11 points, and you're like, all right, this is when you hold a lead, you maintain a lead. And sure enough, chip by chip by chip by chip, they let the Portland Trailblazers back into this game so Portland was <clears> able <throat> to go in there and get a win. So, uh, yeah, it was a really good game, but Minnesota kind of blew that one the first time around. So I think that's going to add to a little bit of extra motivation for Minnesota this time around. They showed that they were able – they can shoot a good percentage against this team. Again, 54.2% is really good. 43.5% yeah. from three is really, really good. Like, yeah. they they were doing really, really that well on that aspect, but they just allow Portland to go on too many runs to get right back into the game. So hopefully they get that together this game and they lock things in. It's the, ult- the you know, the back-to-back spot after yeah. just playing to each other. So I got Portland the first time around, and I felt comfortable coming in and backing Minnesota the second time around. And I feel pretty decent about it, even though they had a really good, a pretty solid game last time out. Yeah, I think that they put need to put it together for four quarters, and they'll get the win this time. But uh, yeah, I, I don't want to. It's uh, I, I'm gonna stick to also my in that game. I'll bro. take I'll take Minnesota plus four. Yeah, and looking at the box score in that game, uh, Bo- sorry, Boston. I don't Boston. Portland was plus seventeen in rebounds in that game. They were plus seven in offensive rebounds. So I think second mm-hmm. second chance points. Like you mentioned, they kind of uh, Minnesota led them in that game, which is crazy because you have Rudy Gobert, who you just traded your entire roster for, and you yeah. lost the offensive rebound rounding battle to Nurkic yeah. and the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, Nurkic in that game had fifteen rebounds. Yeah, he was, um, he was crazy. Yeah, and Rudy Gobert, I don't know what's going on him with the rebounding the basketball because he's been going under his projection that the books have been putting out. Um, I know it was a one game earlier this year where I think he had 22. Yeah, was it? Uh, no, that's right. That's against Utah. Against I know well, he had a 23 game against Utah, and then he had 20, I think he had another 20 game, 21 against the Pacers. But against Portland, for whatever reason, he, he struggled. But, um, yeah. I'm going to lean here with the Minnesota Timberwolves. We talked about the box score there. I think if you do a better job rebounding the basketball, and that starts with the guy that you traded, like your entire roster for, like you mentioned mm-hmm. there, Terrell, he has to rebound the basketball better here tonight. Um, and he did have 24 points in that game as well, so he did contribute on the offensive side for the uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. But I think you kind of need to get a little more out of Anthony Edwards and D'Lo uh, in this game as well. Um so I'll go with Minnesota here. Any thoughts on the total here, Charles? Currently sitting at two thirty and a half over on WinBet. Uh, yeah, I'll. The first game went over. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. went way over two forty two. And I like I like kind of going yin yang with these spots, especially these back to back spots. Both of these teams lock in a little bit more defensively. Again, they both shot really really good. Both teams over fifty percent. Both teams. Damn near at 40% from three, 38% for the Portland Trailblazers. 40, what was I say? 43% for the uh for the Wolves from the three-point line. Yeah. yeah. So both teams shot the ball really, really good that first game. It felt like everything was going in. This one they lock in a little bit more defensively. Uh limit scoring. I'm gonna go under 230 and a half. Okay. Um that's actually one of my favorite plays this game. I mean, this late, this late, that under 230 and a half is probably one of my favorite plays. Yeah, it's just kind of looking back at their some of their head-to-head matchups. Um, but more, more of them have been going under than over. I mean, if it's going over, it's going way over the total, um, like it did on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And where it was, and then prior to that, like 124.81, they had a 135-121. But prior to that, 109, 107-116-111, 114-112. So when these two teams match up, the games are pretty close. Yeah, and uh portland even though they're more of an over team at home minnesota has been an under team all year for the most part so yeah yeah i like this spot uh player props in this game Terrell. yeah uh i'm really not really talking like anything nurkic rebounds i mean it almost seems like 
an auto bet uh, against the Wolves here. Let me see how he's done. And it's crazy, that. but he he's got to play. He's got to play because he's got to match up against Rudy Gobert. Like he's really the only person that they have that can go up against him. Yeah, last two or last matchup on Saturday he had 15, but prior to that last year 14, seven rebounds, seven rebounds. Prior to that, 11, 11, and 12. So he's been in double digit rebounding or 11 and more rebounds in let's see five out of the last seven games. I feel uh, comfortable back in Nurkic again. Yeah, he's at ten and a half here tonight. Yeah, I feel comfortable back in Nurk again. All right. Uh, anything else for this game? No, no. Let's go. All right, last game of the night. Uh, we already know where Terrell's money is going to be on this game, but Boston is in Ooh, LA. Do you really? Oh, okay. All right. Maybe yeah, look. Uh, I mean, look at the two teams that are playing. How, when do you ever see me back? Oh, in that's right. Yeah. All right. So last game of the night is going to be Boston in uh, LA to take on the Clippers here tonight, ten thirty Eastern start. Uh, let's start with the lines in this game. This line opened up minus three and a half in favor of the Boston Celtics. That number has pretty much stayed the course at minus three and a half. Total opened up at 227. That number has actually been bet down all the way to 224 and a half. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, uh, Boston has everybody going upset for Al Horford, and LA has everybody going upset for Norman Powell. Uh, but here we go, Terrell. Boston off of a loss against the Golden State Warriors going up against the Clippers where they are the Boston Celtics, a three-and-a-half-point road favorite here. What are you thinking? Yeah, um, but again, aside from me just not liking the Boston Celtics, been really, really good this season. Eight and two against the spread their last ten games uh, on the road. Eight and six. Matter of fact, that Warriors loss was the first time they lost to a Western Conference opponent all season. I'm pretty sure. And yeah. so, and then you have you're looking on the other side at this Clippers squad. Four and six in their last ten. Five and eight at home against spread. They've been really, really bad. The injuries haven't helped them out. Uh, there, there's no like, there's no what's the word I'm looking for. Um, continuity in that lineup and these guys don't have that chemistry they haven't been playing together and you know it's the clippers so they, they love to talk about chemistry and how teams are playing against each how they're playing with each other i i don't think that this this clippers defense can contain this boston offense boston has the number one offense in the league and they've shown it they had a really bad showing against the, the Warriors. I think that this is a get-right spot for Boston on the road playing this Clippers team that's not good at home. They're not shooting the ball particularly well. Defensively, they look solid numbers-wise, but if you watch this team, they give up a lot of points in, in these spots and you know have not had the adjustments that we normally see from Ty Lue to be able to really look dominant on the defensive side of basketball. So. I think that's really what it is for me. I trust Boston's offense more than the Clippers' defense, and I don't think their offense is going to supplement that gap. So uh, I'm on Boston here, minus three and a half. You curse, Merce, whatever. Uh, I I hit my Warriors, my big Warriors bet this weekend, so uh, fuck Boston. <laughs> Yeah, I like Boston in a bounce-back spot here, too. I mean, you just mentioned this team is, despite what happened on Saturday night, um, they're still the best offensive team in the league. And Clippers, you know, defensively, they've they've struggled a little bit, right? We're not used to this team, or we're used to seeing this team being a good defensive team when you talk about guys like Kawhi and Paul George on this roster, but... It's the fact that what you said, Terrell, is that they just haven't had these guys in the lineup on a consistent basis. So they're really yeah. lacking that. They haven't been able to build up that chemistry um, and that continuity, like you mentioned, with guys just being in and out of the lineup with Kawhi, with PG. And that's Wall. really what it is for them, consistency. Yeah. They, they've they been a good defense on paper for the entire season, but yeah. they have not been consistent enough to have those stretches of games or play top tier talent and be able to go and match up with them on any given night. And so you're playing the best team in the league here. I don't think that you're even close to this team. Yeah. Um, as far as the total here, Terrell, I really do like the under in this game here tonight. I mean, you just kind of just look at the numbers for Boston on the road, despite their, their 14 and 12, and 14, 12, and one towards the over the season, but on the road this year, th 10, three, and one to the under uh, this season. And Clippers also a dead nut under team. They're 17 mm -hmm. and 11 to the under so far this season, 11 and two 
to the under at home. They are four and one to the under as a home underdog. Um, and Boston as a road favorite are eight, three and one to the under. So I really like the under in this game here, Terrell. I'm with you on Boston as well. What do you think about the total? Yeah, no, I like the under as well. I think they're both same, especially if the Clippers lock in defensively like they can, they're going to be able to limit Boston a little bit. Uh, for the most part, I don't think the LA does their part. I think mm-hmm. this is a route by Boston and, um, how I want to play this is I kind of want to play that under and I want to play it with uh Zubox rebounds for Zubox sure. Rebounds. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, no Al Horford in this game, they don't really have any size. You're going to try to use Grant Williams to out be physical with them, but Zubox can be really physical and bang with those guys down low pause. So I know that um, they're going to be able to, he's going to be able to rack up a bunch of rebounds in this game rather quickly and then also probably play it with uh, Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum is a rebounding machine and he's able to go out there and you know come up with some boards be able to push the push the tempo and get back on offense so uh if I play that under with Jason Tatum's over seven and a half rebounds and Zubox over ten and a half rebounds you're at four to one and oh. I feel comfortable about that it feels like that's a good game script where if I can get both of those guys or even you know take it up and say that Jason Tatum has a dub like ten rebounds. Say Jason Tatum has like ten rebounds, and Zubak has what maybe twelve. It comes up to plus seven sixty. So I, I think I want to play it like that, and I kind of want to back the under and back rebounds, and just say that there's going to be a lot of misses. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for rebounds, and have a fun parlay going in this way. And yes, Billy, that is a way that I can fade both of these teams and taking it under. Love it. Um, yeah, I'm rather with you on the reboundings as well. Uh, Zubac should have a good night. Um, uh, aside of that, I don't really like much player props in this game. Maybe, I mean, no, nah, I was going to say I'm not, I'm not on it. I don't need anybody's points. Maybe uh, Jalen Brown's turnovers, if you get a turnover prop on Jalen Brown. But yeah, I think he's been a little bit better than that this season. Yeah, we talked about that a lot last season. Um, Let me go. Let me see what he's doing. I see two and a half for his uh, turnover prop. Let's see here. Uh, Let's see what he's done here. Jalen Brown, where are you at? Here you go. Jalen Brown, over the past few games, has had... He's actually been pretty good. Yeah, two turnovers, one turnover, 0-0-5 against, who is that, Miami. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, another six against Miami. Again, makes sense. Really good defensive squad. So, And maybe that's how you play it. Like, he's played a couple of uh, pretty solid defensive teams. The Chicago's been a lot better defensively. He had five turnovers there. He's had seven turnovers against the Pelicans. Uh, so, you know, I think that's a little dart shoot. I probably wouldn't play that tonight. But, well, you can't play it tonight because the Clippers – can force turnovers so yeah probably looking for games that uh i think that's the spot and we got to remember that when marcus smart is out mm-hmm. we automatically run and bet jalen brown over turnovers because he's gonna have the ball in his hand a lot more yeah uh all right anything else for this game before we get into our picks here terrell no no i'm good let's go all right let's get into our Lock and dog for this Monday night schedule. Uh, let's see here. What do I like for tonight? For my lock, let's go. It's ugly, but I really like it. Um, fine. I'm just going to lay the points for the Cavs, man. Give me the right. seven and a half. Uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers here tonight. I think this is just comes down to that San Antonio likes finishing around the basket and get their points inside the paint. But when you have to go up against Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, that's going to be a tall order. And I don't think they're going to be it, – it's not going to be enough for them to knock down their shots mm-hmm. uh, in this game. I think this might be like a 105-92-93 type of final where I think Cavs score enough points, even if Donovan Mitchell's not able to go here tonight. But I think that the Cavs will just really clamp down on the defensive side of the basketball. So give me the Cavs minus seven and a half as my lock for my dog. Um, hmm, not a lot. I think it would just have to be Minnesota here tonight. I think that's the only dog that I really like just in a in a in that back to back situation here. 
Minnesota plus 145, uh, plus four on the uh, spread here. I'll take that as my dog here for tonight. All right. What do you got? For, for my lock, easy. Memphis minus eight. Lock it up. All right. Come on. Atlanta's missing, what, two, three starters in this game still? And got that overtime one-point win against the Bulls. And Bogdanovich may not play because they he's still on a minutes restriction. It's a back-to-back. Yeah, so easy. For my dog, come on. You're giving me a home dog versus Miami? Of course. Give me. I know it's not the large dog I normally give out. Well, no. Can I can. Nah, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to stick with the Pacers. Give me the Pacers plus 125. Get Vouse back at home. However, I do really like OKC, and I'll add a bonus pick of OKC plus eight and a half and sprinkle on that OKC money line at plus 275. There you go. Uh, yeah, I really like that under here in that Boston and Clippers game as well. Um, uh, the numbers speak for themselves there, but I think that both these teams can clamp down, uh, but you know, more so Boston's numbers, uh, under numbers on the road and Clippers at home. I mean, those numbers speak for themselves. So um, I like that under in that game as well. All right, Terrell, that's going to do it for this Monday edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, bud? Uh, no, no. I appreciate it. We, we, I didn't forget about the contest. We definitely still have the merch contest. I yeah. appreciate everybody sending in their suggestions. We want to get, you, get to the winners, and we'll contact the winners this week. Uh, yeah, we'll do that for sure this week. Uh, we'll give out some merch for those winners for those uh, Spotify rap season uh, screenshots. Uh, make sure to follow the NBA Gambling Podcast account at SGPN NBA. Follow Terrell on Twitter at ReallyReal underscore underscore. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Um, that's going to do it. Till then, good luck with your picks. We'll be back tomorrow as usual. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, get it, get it, get me the ball because I'm gonna